Awesome. We are on to week four. Week four sounds right, right? It sounds right. It sounds yeah. right. Week four of Isn't She Lovely? It's mm. honestly, it's been a fantastic series. That's one of the things that I talked about last week on Touchpoint is just the idea that I feel like, and I think you agree, it's just like the idea that this is a series that is very exciting, just rejuvenating yeah. for uh, especially people that have been in ministry for a little while and had things on the tip of their tongue, but never really had a place to yeah. talk about it. Yeah, um, but also sure. people that have just been in attendance or hurt by the church or things like yeah. that. This is a fantastic series. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been beautiful just being able to have that space. And, you know, I said it before and I'll say it again. I think to be able to hold all, all the nuances that come with that. And I think that's where, right, always elevating God's word front and center. Yeah. But but being real with the reality of the the world we're in and our experiences and um, yeah. how, how that meets us in 2023. Yeah. Um, and that, right, it's okay to, to talk about these things or bring them to light and mm-hmm. not that it um, moves us away from God's word. Yeah. Right. But always let ourselves be shaped by it. Right. Saying, right, you can talk about that yeah. you're you're new here and like, and that's okay. Absolutely. If you didn't grow up in the church and if you did, like, let's talk about some of those things and it's mm-hmm. okay. And then let's see, right, that the church is beautiful. Yeah. Um, as we look at Jesus as yeah. the head of the church. And if anything, a lot of what you've said has almost been uh, more true than not. I know you felt like you had to defend the idea that, yeah, we're using scripture yeah. to back this, but really, realistically, all that this series has been is getting back to a more scripturally rooted mm. yeah. understanding of what the church yeah. is and yeah, how do we do it sure. in a modern day context. And for so, sure. you know, last week we had a, a really great, you know, way to kind of look in through uh, someone else's point of view yeah. uh, on maybe how the church has been to them in the past and how they see it, mm-hmm. you know, going forward and what are some healthy practices and so tom craig was the guy that we got to hear from and honestly heart of gold on that guy and then you know you can hear and feel the the tension through him knowing that this is an important conversation to tackle uh through a lot of the things and then i think he did a fantastic job um but all to say like different perspectives give us better insight right and so today we're going to hear from amber schaefer um she also has been an attendant at uh, their church for some time uh you'll learn that just by watching in the video, but I think she also has some great insight on uh, how the church is not explicitly just a United mm. States local context. Mm. Yes. Um, so just kind of keep your ears out for that. So yep. let's go ahead and check it out. My name's Amber Schaefer, and I've attended NCC for over 10 years. How would you describe the church as a whole? So I would explain the church as anybody who has faith in God and trust in Jesus as the Son of God and as their personal Savior. It's not defined by borders and countries. It is global and it goes beyond just the building. How would you describe the relationship between God and the church? So the relationship between God and the church, um, I would say, you know, God in His love and mercy um, pursues an ongoing relationship with us. and. Um, He desires us to love Him and delight in Him. And then with that, um, we as the church are meant to display God's glory and power. Um, But He also invites us into His saving work. And as part of that, He sends us to other nations to tell them about His love and His grace and then disciple other people, both locally here and throughout the nations. Because God pursued us and loves us, um, he, he sacrificed for us. He, he gave His Son for us. And that should 
be so meaningful to us that it causes us to want to go and tell other people about what he's done. What would you want someone to know if they were new to a church community? We each have a different experience of God's power and work in our own lives. And that's true even of the church in other countries. They experience God's work in different ways, different than what we would experience here at NCC. And each of us as believers and as the church play a part in the body of Christ, the church. And, and that shows, it reflects different characteristics of who God is allowing us to see him more fully. And I think there's a beauty in that, that we all play a part. We all can contribute to understanding God more fully for who he is. What would you hope that the church would do when receiving someone new? So um, it's really important as people in the church to be willing to welcome others who are coming in, to embrace them, to help them find their place within the church because we do all play a part in the church. And so um, really um, crossing those barriers, I think that exist naturally for people who are not familiar with the church, who aren't in the church, maybe don't come from a background of the church to really have an ability to come in and to feel a part of the church community. Well, I think that was like a unique take she yeah. said a lot of things different than i i would yeah. have thought she would but it was like like i said before different perspectives you get a different point of yeah, view and that's sure. really valuable so i guess matt what was your reaction i guess when she talked specifically about just the general description of church like especially as it relates to not like a building but a group yeah. of people yeah i think it is a total totally different mindset that we're not used to mm -hmm. um because i think so often we're acquainted with that American mindset of like a business is a location right. or a brand or something. Um, but that posture of you know, why are we gathering this place? And so mm -hmm. as we are right, seeking to right, confess Jesus as Lord, mm -hmm. um, as we're gathering to right, to, to grow together, to pray together. Uh, she also mentioned worshiping together, this yeah. idea of right, songs, hymns, mm -hmm. spiritual songs. Um, yeah, and I think that's one that I think sometimes maybe we miss the tension or the emphasis. And I think sometimes yeah. it can be this this battle of w what really is that, and we we don't see it clearly. Yeah, um, and yeah, and even to like riff on that a little bit, um, I think worship is kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, um, I think different. I would dare just say denominations <laughs> deal with worship in a much different context. Yeah. And if you know what I mean, you know what I mean. But the thing is, is like, I think that sometimes when we approach worship, it isn't always as free and always mm -hmm. kind of relaxed and approachable. Um, but there are some things about it that right, wrong, or indifferent, we have to acknowledge. Yeah. Uh, communal worship, community in the body of, of believers yeah. and pursuing 
a unified level of worship uh, is not only like a biblical thing. It, we could go even as far as to say that like some studies that have not been explicitly religious or especially yeah. Christian have been done that can tell us exactly what happens in people's bodies when we mm. sing together. Mm. Uh, it's wild. Like over a course amount of time, people have found that the rhythm of heartbeats begins to align mm. and have a stronger unified cadence. And it's if you believe that the God of the universe, uh, you know, put the stars in the sky and the moon in the air ultimately the thing is is like you also have to believe in some way the anatomy of who you are as a person also was designed by him as well um and i don't think that's any weird uh, it is mm -hmm. it is crazy i sound a bit hippy dippy right now but the no. thing is is like when we literally look at the ability to gather as a community of believers and sing praise to the creator of the universe that gave us grace we didn't deserve and all these things coincidentally can happen for us who, who are yeah. supposed to be pursuing yeah. some level of unity and peace amongst each other. Um, it's just wild to consider that yeah. as a possibility. Well, so. and, I, and I love that even in this idea, right? You talk about unity, um, you know, and, and later we are going to riff, I'm not trying to jump ahead, but, but of diversity in that. But I think there is something about if we hold back, yeah. right. If we hold back our, our praise or, or any aspect of when we're gathering together, yeah. there is a little something where it ceases to be about the church, the right. body of yeah. Jesus. And instead it becomes about me. Yeah. And so if I'm saying I'm not going to sing because I don't like this song mm -hmm. or it's not my, like, I'll, I'll be honest, like there's, there's times here where I've gotten tears because I'm listening to the choir sing a song yeah. that I don't know. Yeah. It's not on my playlist. But but as I hear it saying, I was like, they're they're singing yeah. with all they are yeah. in praise of Jesus. Yeah. And then there's songs where I know like that's maybe not their jam, but it's definitely my yeah. jam. Yeah, and it's yeah. probably like my jam, like for like the 20 minute version <laughs> or whatever. With like <laughs> right. But and, and then there, and it's like, and then I hear them singing along, and I was yeah. like, it's beautiful because in that moment, it ceased to be about I like this song, mm -hmm. and said so it's about I'm singing to the one yeah. whom this song is about, yeah. and it's Jesus. And so I think there is something that like I love you sharing just that and right mm -hmm. and we're talking about the idea of worshiping together right. in community if we're doing something in community at some point there has to be that give, give yeah and it becomes less about me yeah and about that that whole and right and the reason the body's coming together is because of jesus so yeah yeah and i mean like worship is consistently and historically one of those things that does cause a lot of conversations yeah. and i think it, it it kind of shows where people's intentions and, mm -hmm. and true heart of interest are when we begin to be more interested in how do we come together in this yeah. versus how do we you know find a different yeah. church that does a certain thing a different way yeah. um which you know is constantly a conversation and has been throughout this mm -hmm. series about how how do we measure what's appropriate yeah. and what's inappropriate yeah. to be this way about and so but but worship is definitely a valued thing uh yeah. in a community of believers and i think that's the heartbeat of what you're saying and so kind of like wrangling it over to where she was talking about this idea of uh local and global missions she kind of riffed on that when it related to god's relationship with the church um, yeah. because obviously a god of grace that is reaching down to a people that are in need of it um it doesn't just extend to the United States of America, right? Yeah, and so, for sure. um, and so her perception on that uh, and just making a point to say, uh, you know, in her words and in the words of the Bible, it's just like, we love because he first loved us. Yeah. Uh, but how does that inform us being where we're at with the privileged ability that we have? Yeah. Um, and so she talked about global missions and I guess 
from knowing Alex Cook, our, our mm-hmm. missions uh, pastor, what would you say like our church's position and stance and interest is when it relates to missions partners? Because you talked yeah. about that last week's a yeah. little bit. Well, I, th- I think the beauty in you look at uh, uh, most of our partners is that they're like a lot of them, um, it was very clear like they they felt this calling and not just like I'm going into right to somehow like to save these right. people. So they're yeah. like this. Jesus is doing something here and Jesus is calling me to be a part of what he's doing here instead of mm-hmm. this, like, Oh, I'm just going here. And this is just like, and so I think it's beautiful in that of just seeing even the way that is fleshed yeah. out. And there were plenty of opportunities, I think for a few that they could have had to right build. And they're not trying to, to take, what what God is doing here as in right the North Canton Chapel. Right. Okay, the North Canton Chapel is a, a specific church yeah. expression specific to North Canton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. But that's not what they want to build, right? As they stepped into the work that he's doing there. And um I think that's a piece that's super clear of like when we talk about the church being global, oh, yeah. it is not a let's go plant North Canton right. Chapel yeah. in Guatemala and Dominican or or yeah. Africa or wherever. Um and there's a there's a young pastor that has gotten connected with us online who's a pastor in in Kenya. And I've gotten to just sit and watch and see the way in which God is working there. Yeah. And those questions I'm like, I, I, at times I'm just like in awe because the opportunities and the way that God is working there is just incredible yeah, in sure. ways that I don't have. And there's times where it's just like, all I know to do is to pray and yeah. I don't really know guidance because I don't know what it's like to be in a village, Yeah. to have orphans, placed on your on your church doorstep yeah um to have that like that's just not something that happens here in north canada not saying that maybe someday it it wouldn't and we'd have to navigate that but i think there is some of this of the the recognizing right the truth of who god is doesn't change but then i think us being aware of like the end goal is not north canton chapel the end goal is jesus and his church with a with a capital c absolutely and i you know among everything you're saying like there's a strong uh piece of of this which is that uh the thing that unifies us is grace yeah yeah what extends beyond that is subject to change Mm. based on our location and so that's where i don't know who said it first but to to love them you first have to learn them Mm. right yeah um to go to a place and just take your first stab at, you know, I'm going to present Jesus in this place that I've only been to for 15 minutes. I mean, you can come back with some yeah. great results, but I wouldn't go in full bore expecting a complete yeah. revival revelation if you haven't tilled the soil and spent the time uh, to actually investigate what the right approach would be. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong, depending on how you hear what I'm saying, it's just like, obviously God can do miracles and he has and will continue to do it, but all the same too. It's just to say that, you know, on your sentiment of saying, you know, when the North Canton Chapel moves into wherever they're going to, it's not in an effort to replicate what we've already done. Yeah. Um, because, you know, God is much more infinite than our finite understanding mm. of what church is yeah. in this context. And so, I mean, out of that, you know, this this whole, he love what well, we love because he first loved yeah. us, there is this kind of like rooting back to, okay, well, what do we do with that as a community, right? Yeah. Um, I think that Amber had a very strong and very palatable like way of explaining yeah. how the church community exists with one another. Um, we're meant to push each other towards 
being reminded of that grace yeah. so that we have practical reasons and practical ways to exercise that. Um, and I guess like, especially as it relates, and this wasn't a thing that we talked too much about yeah. last week with Tom's conversation. So Matt, with your role, like, and those of you that don't, don't know Matt, first of all, shame on you. But second of all, is that him being, you know, online and connection pastor, um, Matt is very interested in, in having you understand how you fit in, in the process of church, whether it's at the North Canton chapel or otherwise, but with connection, that last question that we've asked both Tom and Amber, I'm curious on your perception of the same questions and maybe how both of their answers or even just Amber's relates to that. So one, you know, how would you want a person that's about to be received into the North Canton chapel what would you want them to know? But then adversely, what would you want to pastor our existing group of people into knowing Mm -hmm. to receive that person? Well, yeah. Well, I love right. So, so first, like the piece that, that Thomas spoke to last week when he was talking about this idea of, right. It's different. People do have different responsibility in the kingdom of God. Um, And some of us will give greater accounts to God because of what he's entrusted to us. But it's not as so like as though like we're playing Smash Bros and like I'm just like destroying you and it's like yeah first place again. I've got to stop it's, making Smash Bros reference in your presence because the thing is, is like I feel like you wouldn't have said that had I not yesterday made a comment about us playing a staff Smash Bros. Anyways, sorry, well, go ahead. I'm stopping. Well, you. no, but I think like when my yeah, and, yeah. but I think I think sometimes that's yeah. the perception. Yeah, and again, it's sure. like fighting that uh, American idea that somehow because of how I'm wired that yeah. I am somehow better Yeah, totally. instead of this idea, like in the, in the body, I love when Amber was talking about this idea of diversity. Yeah. Um, I am never going to see the fullness of who God is in any one human individual. Absolutely. I'm going to get glimpses that all together begin to reveal yeah. to me the fullness of who God is. Yeah. And so I think that's the thing we need to recognize when it talks about the body, when Paul's talking about our spiritual gifts of, um, I know we get like afraid to talk about this, but we don't have to, but I think that's what's, what's beautiful in this. And so as I'm sitting and asking of how has God wired you? Um, Mm -hmm. and, And this is different than like, what do you like? I think we have to move past that into like, is there this burden that like, as you sit, as you pray, like this thing that you just can't shake this need that you feel like, man, I need to step into. And, um, and it's not just like, I'm a really good singer. Yeah. I think sometimes that's what we get. It's like, I'm a really good singer or I'm a really good, whatever. (laughs) And it's like, there is some of that where hope we, you probably need to be able to sing if you're going to be leading worship, but that's not the first and foremost, um, and vice versa. Yeah. The ones who are holding the doors, it's not like we couldn't find anything else for you to do. So you're going right. to hold the door. Yeah. Um, as I sit with that team, like there's this care and this love for someone who's here for the first time. Yep. Um, for some of these ladies who are coming that I see them walk um, to their seats that mm-hmm. may not have some because either they're not married or they're, they're widowed now. Um, and so that, that care and that love mm-hmm. of coming alongside and saying like, we see you, we're honored to Absolutely. have you here. And so I think even in that, like, that's the mindset that we have to fight of like yeah. the, the stage does not equal your significance yeah. and these other corners, like it's beautiful. And we see that, like, I'm so glad that there are those here who, when my kids were in diapers yeah. and screaming mm-hmm. and specifically my middle child, because I felt so bad when the, I would see the, the ladies holding him <laughs> and he was like, do was like a tank. And, and I could tell, cause it'd always be like, my arm's going to fall off. But 
They yeah. would hold him. They yeah. would hold my son and they would pray over my child. Yeah. And I was like, I need that. Sure. Our kids need that. And that is just as important as, you know, but there's different responsibility yeah. that comes with those who are, are preaching and proclaiming God's yeah. word or teaching in that. But, but all these things come together. And I think that's where we've talked about it, but we have to fight that, that mindset. Um, and I think say, what does God's word have to say about this? Yeah. And that's where Paul does talk about this, that we, we hold these things, that we honor each other. Yeah. We care for each other. We don't just say, all right, because you are not this, I don't need mm-hmm. you. Um, because you're not this, I don't need you. Yeah. Um, we do, we need each other. And, and I see pieces of God and the way in which God is working that I wouldn't otherwise see if I just surrounded myself with people who are like me. But that's easier and more comfortable. And Amber sure. talked about that, like fighting through those barriers, because that's what, at least in here in America, it's do you, yeah, do you cross off all the things that <laughs> right, I yes. cross off the list? Absolutely. Then I can be yeah. with you. But yeah. the kingdom of God is like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And that's the beauty because then it says, oh, it's Jesus. Right. Yeah. And that's absolutely right. It's like this in process thing. If we at least can mm-hmm. all agree that we're in process, like none of us is a hundred, mm-hmm. um, we begin to approach things a lot differently. Um, and I think it's been a, a larger sentiment between what I've heard you and Pastor Brandon talk about stuff, just sitting here, this idea. Um, I think a recent uh, conversation you guys had was about this idea of sanctification and what yeah. we believe people's mm-hmm. timeline should be. Uh, and sometimes we impose that onto people's church attendance. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, again, going back to what we've said in the past is just like, that's weird that we would go to the the most accepting place to be available and in community and put ledgers and limitations on how you get Mm -hmm. there. Right. Um, one of the things that I've kind of found that you, 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 you maybe didn't realize you pointed it out so clearly, but you were talking about the idea of spiritual giftings. And then you were quick to say that sometimes we assign roles to those giftings and that that can be a dangerous thing. You said, you know, being a great singer. Um, <laughs> and then you said, you know, adversely is is then if being a great singer is a spiritual gift and that's how you got on the stage is then being a door holder, not a thing that has a spiritual gifting attached to it. Um, I, again, like I, I'm in yeah. complete agreement with you. I find it weird because that's not a thing that people obviously draw like Western culture conclusions from. But if you stop for a few seconds and think to yourself, you open up your phone and go to literally any application on it, almost your email nowadays. I feel like we're like two steps away from getting ads on our own email accounts. (laughs) But all to say is that you will find someone having some kind of prominent role and dare I say level of influence over Mm -hmm. you and, and, and our culture. And we assign a role and a value that's mm. attached to that role. And whether we realize it or not, we found a way to leak that into our church. Mm. Um, mm. What normally, like if you go back into kind of like the historical contexts of pastoring and being a yeah. priest and all these yeah. different things attached to it, it was a role of sacrifice. Yeah, It was a role yeah. of limitation. It was a role that was highly like considered and, and feared yeah. Like, am I good for this? There was tons of people that would run from the hills, you know, in seminary because they realized they weren't cut out for this. But how much of the pastor's role and how much of, you know, a worship leader's role, online and connection pastor's role, how much of that do we sit and think thoughtfully about the idea Mm -hmm. that, you know, if my spiritual giftings, not the role, not yeah. the role. If I'm not confident in what God has equipped me or is equipping me or is sanctifying me to be called in, and I'm not humble and aware of what those things are, you know, and I'm finding only value in what people see in me, hmm. not in God himself. Yeah. 
is that healthy? And, you know, an interesting kind of retrospect on this series is I think that we know it's not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think that the underbelly of a lot of things that has been talked about throughout this series is that we've found a way, just like human mm -hmm. beings do, we found a way to take things that, that God set up in a way that was protected, yeah. like the original idea of yeah. how to do it. Um, and we figured out a way to mess it up. And it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that is such a good word. I mean, you look at, right, as, as we as we look at these roles, it should be because there is this need in the body, mm -hmm. right? That's where you get to in Acts as the church is forming. And then as it was growing, because it, right, God was adding to their number daily. That's where you see, right, the, the first deacons coming up because there is mm -hmm. this need for this care, right. for, for food, for, um, right, for comfort to, to sit with. And, right, the apostles were the ones who were teaching. And, and, right, and it wasn't this, right, there was a little bit, it wasn't that we can't, it's just we need those who can step in and right. fill this gap. Absolutely. And I think, right, that's a different mindset of saying, okay, I know that this is a gap in God's kingdom, yeah. right, in the body here. And I know that, right, Oh, I think I can step into this, that yeah. Jesus has equipped me, that he's with me and that I would be honored to step in and fill that. And so that's mm -hmm. such a good word. Yeah. For us to sit with us saying, it's not about this role or I was saying, okay, I know how God has wired me. I know mm -hmm. what he has done in me. Um, I know, right. A little bit of like where you're, where you're comfortable, but also having yeah, to get, get stretched. Sure. But yeah, that's such a good word to, to sit with of not just because it's this role that's what I'm striving for, but no, because I'm walking with Jesus yeah. and I know what he's done in me mm -hmm. and how he has wired me and um, the space that I can then step into. Yeah. Yeah. And so all to say is that I think that it's been super valuable. One, to hear from Tom last yeah. week, two, yeah. to hear from Amber this week, different perspectives on the same questions, right? Yeah. Um, but all the same good to have heard from. And so yeah. uh, next week's going to be our last week in this series. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, like I said before, I feel like this is a fantastic series. I'm super glad that we've done it. Um, and you know, we got one more week left in the hopper to get after it. So um, if you've been listening in, we'll catch you again next week. Yeah.